I'd like to talk something about how trauma affects the physical body and then you because of that. As you know, we're always talking about how to stretch muscles naturally, that animals naturally contract muscles when they stretch them and when you do, it gives you an increase in flexibility. And the reason why it does is because it's not so much of a muscle change, it's much more the fascial material that surrounds your muscle groups gets altered dramatically and cleaned up, repaired when you stretch naturally. So when trauma occurs to you, and it can come in different formats, you could be physically traumatized through an, a blow or repetitive stress creates, or sitting too still creates scar tissue in the body, dense fascia. Or a person can be psychologically traumatized or emotionally traumatized or spiritually traumatized. And the question is, where does that show up when that happens? Well, the muscle groups from the crown of your eyebrows over the back of your head to the nape of your neck, down the back of your shoulders, outside back of your shoulders, down the back of your arm into your ring fingers are the muscle groups that primarily register trauma, regardless of of what kind and where it happened to you. And that's associated with your internal immune function of your body. That strong part that deals with your, the health of your lymph nodes and fighting disease in your body. So when a person's traumatized, these muscle groups start developing dense fascia and or scar tissue. Are you stuck with that trauma for the rest of your life? Actually, that's not how that works. It's designed for that trauma like compost to be uh, altered so that really positive things grow out of that that are greater than what you were like before you had the trauma, if you take the trauma out. So what I found in the process of rehabilitating my body from my pedestrian automobile accident was that when you naturally allow your body to tense and and let the fascia resist as you stretch, it actually removes the damaged fascial material and scar tissue out of the body, painlessly. That dense fascia and scar tissue goes into your circulatory system, and then your lymphatic flow system removes that uh, from the circulatory system, and then you pee it out, poop it out, sweat it out of your body to eliminate it. But some real magic occurs in the process of removing trauma. So when you find trauma in your body and either you self-stretch or have somebody assist you when you're stretching, that material doesn't feel like untraumatized tissue. That has much more resistive force to being stretched. Uh, it's hard to the touch. Uh, if if when you want to make a movement of your body, if you have dense fascia or scar tissue, you have a thought to move your arm like this, and you put in that idea, and then your arm moves over here, that's dense fascia and scar tissue redirecting your idea. Because your brain doesn't register that when you put in an idea to make a movement, doesn't make that correction for the dense fascia and scar tissue. So if you close your eyes and somebody moves your arm and you have scar tissue in your arm and you move your arm and you open your eyes, your arm isn't where you think it's going to be. 
because your brain still thinks it's going to be where that idea would drive you if you didn't have that dense fascia and scar tissue. That's an amazing thing to experience. So as you yourself self-stretch or other people are stretching you and they take this dense fascia and scar tissue out of your body and the fascia gets returned to being very resilient and moist and very elastic and becomes reconstituted essentially and your other tissues start to regenerate and you come out of that trauma, what happens is that whatever part of you was traumatized, it thwarted you from that part of you developing. So if you were physically traumatized, then you're not allowed to make a movement or you have a physiological distress because of that physical part. If it was psychological, then you're not allowed to develop certain personality traits because that damaged tissue is associated with specific muscle groups that are associated with developing of high personality traits. If it's emotional, you don't get to mature emotionally. So what you're attracted to doesn't mature. And if it's happened spiritually, it interferes with the course of your life. So where you would normally naturally be going, because you have this incredible, unique genetic endowment that nobody has that you have, that drives you into a destiny to contribute to the whole world because of your uniqueness, that gets interfered with. Normal fascial material kind of looks like this. This is my model of one piece of fascia. It uh, moves in eight different directions when you do this, and you can see it's very elastic, and when you put uh, forces into it from the outside, it deforms, and then assuming that you don't take it too far, it springs back into a natural alignment. And notice that the weight is supported through the members here and not through the main structure itself. It's, this is what takes all the force. So this is what normal fascia looks like in the body if it's not traumatized. Or after you stretch, this is what it turns into. But instead of this, this is what it turns into with trauma. It becomes very hard, very rigid, and not elastic. And when you stretch, what ends up happening, it ends up breaking down this density through enzymatic activity and physical forces and returns this incredibly rigid material back into the most incredibly energy efficient material. That's what happens with trauma. So say somebody's traumatized in a certain way that interferes with their ability to be creative. That's muscle groups on the back of the shoulder. That would be an emotional abuse. Somebody's very artistic, creative in a certain way, and for whatever reason, they were, that was thwarted from developing or not encouraged to be developed. Well, now the person's going to be depressed and more depressed because what most people don't know is that you create out of depression. In other words, you're transmuting a negative emotional state, and that's what becomes a creative thing that you create. But if you have trauma, it thwarts the development of transmuting that negative, what most people call negative emotion, into a positive gift. Say you were physically traumatized in a particular way, you now can't play golf the way you want to. You can't run the way you want to. You can't dance the way you want to. And if you take that trauma out, 
you become a better golfer, a better dancer, a better runner than you ever would have been. In other words, there's a certain gift that you get if you put in the effort with yourself and other people helping you to remove these traumatized parts of your body. And when you do that, you get more insight and development into that part of yourself than you would have had if that didn't happen. Now, I'm not recommending trauma in order to develop yourself. I'm just saying that if you have that, then you can transmute that into an incredible gift for yourself. If you were fortunate enough that you're around other people and you're, you're self-included that created very positive experiences for yourself, then you yourself are com continuously developing your high personality traits with the help of other people, of course. That's what trauma is all about. So when you remove this dense fashion scar tissue out of a person, they will literally remember that event, but see it from now, not when they were in it, when they somehow got de detached or stopped attaching or stopped connecting to other people and themselves. They became depersonalized. Out of their body, they left. They view themselves from outside, no longer being within themselves. And when they take that trauma out and remember that dense fashion scar tissue, your nerves don't grow to that. So there's no feeling or pain in that tissue when you remove it. And your body naturally generates the amount of tension it takes in order to remove that trauma, whether you're doing it yourself or with other people. And when you do that, that part of you now is free to develop. So here you are 30 years later, and you had this trauma that many years ago, and you would think, God, it's going to take 30 years to catch up. It doesn't. All of a sudden, that part of you starts developing at an extremely fast rate. So something traveling much faster than current time is traveling, and you're catching up, and you're diversifying that part of yourself in a way that otherwise, you, unless you had really positive conditioning, probably wouldn't have happened. So there's this whole time warp phenomena that happens when you're taking out trauma. Uh, I've stretched a person before where I stretched trauma out of their body. And when we did that and they stood up, they looked at an iPhone and they said, what is that? And I said, well, that's an iPhone. And they go, well, what's an iPhone? And this was a modern person. That's how much they were warped. It's called anamnesia, that they were brought so much into the past when that phone wasn't even developed yet, they're surprised when they look out into the world. So when you come through trauma, you get to come back into the time that through time into the time that now exists, and you get to experience life the way you would have if that didn't happen, only broader and more positively. So everybody's full of trauma. The weird thing about people is that if a car has a, a flat tire, most people don't throw away the car. But if you meet somebody and they're obsessive, compulsive, and really critical, you're thinking, asshole. And then you just discard that person instead of thinking, hey, wait, some part of them has been broken. And that's why they're behaving that way. And if you fix that part, 
then they would be the way you would want them to be for them and for yourself. And so one of the things that happens in developing yourself is that you develop this more compassion and empathy and compathy and sympathy for other people that when you see them behaving in ways that are not as good as the way you do it or other people do it, and possibly terribly so, then instead of judging them about it, which you should because you need to know it's not a good thing, no, no problem with the judgment or criticism, but that you would then go, what happened that caused them to be that way that is so not benefiting them or anybody else when you know a person is capable of doing that? So if somebody is really in a bad mood, instead of you thinking, taking it personally, I hate it when people are in a bad mood. I have no problem with you hating it when they're in a bad mood. The question is, how do you handle yourself and them when they're in a bad mood? And the only way you can really know how to do that is by developing yourself and removing your own problems. And then when you see somebody else's problem, you have a detachment to them, and a, but a still have a connection to them so that you can actually then be very accepting of what you see them doing, which is totally unacceptable, but you have to accept it exists. And then in the process of doing that, you start to figure out what they would need. And your body, while that's happening, is already defending you. So you don't have to worry about defending yourself. That's already automatically happening when you go into that compassionate state. And then you can figure out how to really help that other person. And the best part about it is when you do, you get something out of the deal that you always wanted, that you would have never guessed that you needed. That's what you need to do. We got to turn this back into this. And you do that by stretching naturally and having other people help you. I hope that helps. Have a great day.